Yeah, what up, y'all? This your boy, Flame, a.k.a. St. Luke. And remember, God does not need our good works, but our neighbor does, you feel? I say before you go, that extra note. <laughs> Welcome back to Extra Notes Academy. This is season number three, episode number one. Hey, hey. <laughs> As promised, I will slide in these supplemental parts that will go along with the episodes. These are talks that I gave a while ago. So I confess the sound quality is nowhere near the same as it is now. So I apologize for that, but I tried my best to alter the sound and make it a little better and more discernible. It's not the worst. So you'll definitely be able to hear everything, but I pray that this will bless you as well. So enough talking, let's get into it. One of the things I observe in this Christ for you, Lord's Supper engagement is, there's this disdain almost for God engaging his creation. There's this low view of creation that we have that when we think about the notion that Jesus is bodily present in bread and wine, we feel sort of disgusted. We feel that that's beneath God, that he would not stoop so low as to be present in mere bread or mere wine. And that seems to be just this unfathomable thing to even entertain. It's almost like, how barbaric are you? That's, that's not a sophisticated thought. That's not the way we rational beings who pride ourselves on logic and reason we don't even entertain such a, you know, barbaric and undeveloped idea. And it's unfortunate because to think that way or to feel that sentiment is really an affront to all of the biblical narrative. It's an affront to God himself and the way he has interacted with his creation from the beginning. In fact, God says that his creation is good. So when you look at the reality that we are made from dirt, human beings, Adam was created from dirt. And then God breathes the breath of life into dirt. And then Adam is alive. Dirt. He has a, a soul, this invisible reality that is encompassed or part of the package of the human man. And um, that's mind-blowing in and of itself. Then you think about the fact that the son, the second person of the Trinity, takes on human flesh. And he's forever the God-man, truly man, truly God, or fully man, fully God. And... Humanity is now taken up into the Godhead forever. That's mind-blowing in and of itself. So when it comes to something like Jesus saying that this bread is my body or this wine is my blood, we should respond the way the disciples did, like, amen. Because we shouldn't be resistant to how God has naturally interacted with his creation from the first page of the Bible to the last page of the Bible. But here's the thing. The thing is, in terms of the sacraments, there's no power in the elements. The power is in God's word. 
So when God speaks and with his words, he joins the promise of whatever he says to regular things that are in the creation, that's where we lay our hope is in the promise, not in these regular things. All right, real quick. So if you want to learn more about ancient Christianity as preserved through Lutheran thought on important topics like baptism, the Lord's Supper, justification by faith alone, the law and the gospel, and so many other beautiful confessions, make sure you check out cph.org. There you'll find so many Christ-centered resources that'll help you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and the hope of the gospel. You will find books, Bible studies, devotionals, and some of my favorites like The Spirituality of the Cross by Gene Veith, Has American Christianity Failed by Brian Wolfmuller, to name a few. You feel me? Make sure you go to cph.org or you can go to cph.org slash flame and you will see a list of books that I've curated, that I've read personally, that have helped me out in my walk. So make sure you go there, tap in, grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord. You fed. Now I'm going to read a passage from Numbers chapter 21 verses 4 through 9. Now this passage is not a sacrament, but it's showing that what God does at the Lord's table is regular. It's what he does. He engages his good creation and brings about deliverance. It says, from Mount Hor, they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. This is this is such a beautiful expression of that reality. God's word. God spoke. And he used a fiery serpent made from bronze, set on a pole, and all people had to do was look at it, and they would be healed from these snake bites, and they would live. So there's no power in a bronze, fiery serpent. It's just it's just regular stuff. There's no power in the pole that it was set on. It's just regular stuff from creation. But God's word coupled with these regular elements brought about life. It says that they, they ought to see it and live. And it's, it's this faith placed in God's promise that brought about the outcome consistent with God's spoken word. That is a powerful expression of what's going on at the Lord's table. There's no power in bread. There's no power in wine. 
It's just regular bread. It's just regular wine. The power is in Jesus's words. He says, this is my body. This is my blood. And he says, when you eat, when you drink, when you partake, you receive the forgiveness of sins. He gives us life through this through this meal that we shouldn't resist. It's a holy, a sweet mystery that we benefit from, that we should not be resistant towards because it's something from creation that we think is beneath God's way of interacting. Because if you think that now you're making a statement against all the ways for the most part that God has chosen to interact with his people for the sake of deliverance and life. So I just want to say that, point that passage out, pray about it, read it, and think about these things together. And my hope is that we would lose that sort of American Western resistance to what God is accomplishing through means, that we would stop fighting um, the means of grace, right? The means, it's just a vessel, it's just a tool, a way of carrying deliverance. But the power is in God's word. What do we do? We just respond in faith. We don't try to figure it out, understand how this could be. We just say, amen. God said it. By faith, we believe it. We receive the benefit because we believe God. We believe his word. He is God. He says what he means. His word is power. It's that simple. So that's it. Think on those things. Pray on those things. Let's continue to talk. I say before you go, that extra note.